Bibles this morning, Exodus chapter number 4, Exodus chapter number 4, if you're able to stand, out of respect for the Word of God, let's stand, Exodus chapter number 4, and actually if you have your Bible open, I know that you have the notes there, but uh, we're going to actually look at a few verses in chapter number 3, and going into chapter number 4 to kind of set the stage, I've entitled the message this morning, What is that? And uh, you'll see, hopefully, as the message progresses, <clears throat> what uh, the intent there is with that thought. In Exodus chapter number 3, the Bible says in verse number 1, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Look down in verse number 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows, and I am Come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good land and a large and a land flowing with milk and honey. Drop down to verse number 10. And it came, the Bible says, Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the people of Israel, and shall say unto them, the God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Now look over in chapter number 4 and verse number 1. And Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand, that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath appeared unto thee. God asked the man of God, what is that? What is that in your hand? And that's the thought this morning. What's in your hand? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the word of God. I pray that you'd bless 
Give me clarity and wisdom to say only that which you want to be said. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You know, I, I, I've read this story in the Bible many times, and I think a lot of times things become very familiar to us, and sometimes we tend to overlook things, and so I decided to have a little object lesson with me today. This is uh, courtesy of the hurricane. <laughs> Thought we'd bring the hurricane into the church. To us, this is nothing more than a stick, but to a shepherd, it was something very useful, something that became so much a part of him. Many long days, sleepless nights out in the fields, out in the pastures with nothing but sheep, maybe a dog and a lot of noises and darkness. Stars filled the sky, and many times the quietness oftentimes gave them opportunity that they had opportunity to spend time with themselves, their thoughts, and of course, if they knew the God of heaven, to spend time with Him. You know, we're so busy in our lives, we don't get those moments often. But a shepherd understood the importance of a stick like this, or as the Bible calls it, a rod. Now, they were all in different shapes and sizes, and honestly, it's just an ordinary part of a tree. Again, doesn't mean much to us, but I think about this passage that God is having with Moses, and Moses is having with God. And I see here that Moses was very troubled about what God had asked him to do. He was troubled about his people and how that they were being oppressed in Egypt's land. Egypt's a type of the world. And how just like Nehemiah in the Old Testament, that he was concerned, Moses was concerned about God's people. And so I find that God begins to expose, and really Moses did a good job of it himself, the fear that he had and how that he, it was a moment of weakness in his life. I mean, Lord, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know exactly how this is all going to happen. And I find that God begins to shift the focus of Moses. And he begins to ask Moses, hey, look, I, I want to ask you a question, Moses. What is that in your hand? He's trying to take his attention off of all the things, thinking about himself, his weakness, the fears that he has. And God says to Moses, Moses, what is that in your hand? And he looks at it and he says, well, it's, it's a rod. And God says, uh, I want you to take that rod and cast it on the ground. Did it become a snake? I don't want to look. Somebody tell me, if it's a snake, I wanna, I'm going to bail. Good, good, it's still a stick. But the Bible says, and we, we laugh a little bit about it, but as soon as he cast it down, it did become a snake. And the Bible says he, he fled from it, he got away from it. And then God tells him, he says, I want you to take it by the tail. I don't think I would have done that. I hate snakes. Uh, the only good snake's a dead snake. 
Can you picture in your mind Moses going, uh, Lord, I don't think, no, I don't think I, I don't think I want to do that. And yet somehow overcoming his fears, trusting God, he picks up this snake. You know, and the thing becomes a stick. And he puts it back in his hand. Wow, that's pretty cool. I've never seen anybody do that one before. It's a, it's a wonder what God can do with what's in our hands. And I want you to see this passage as we look at it because I, I want you to see this morning what was really in Moses' hand. Because I believe, as you look at the story, I think God desires to use what was ever in Moses' hand, and God desires to use what's in our hand, that God would get the glory out of it. You say, God wants the glory out of a stick? Sure. God can get the glory out of anything. You think about, look, some of you are, some of you are not with me, so let me remind you of something. In the Bible, there was no man. Man had not been formed yet from the dust of the ground. And God breathed into man and he became a living soul. You know what we are? We're dirt. If God can use a stick, God can use dirt, right? God can use us. God uses ordinary things for extraordinary purposes. And I see that God wanted to use, uh, you think about, look at in your introduction there, what was in Moses' hand? Well, first was his possession. It was, as the Bible says here in verse number two, God asked him, he said, what is that in thine hand? He said it was a rod. It was just a shepherd's staff. It was something that he used to, to guide him and to lead him. And he, he would use it to protect the sheep. And here's the thing is, is that Moses depended every day on that rod. That became something that he used every day. He depended on that every day. It was something that he could hold into his hands. It represented everything that he had. I mean, outside of the clothes that Moses did at that time in his life, outside of the clothes on his body, this rod was the only thing that he had. It was his possession. And you think about it, you study the Word of God, here's what you find. Those sheep that he, were, he was tending over, they didn't belong to him. They belonged to Jethro. Even the sheep were not his. He realized that they belonged to his father-in-law, Jethro. And as a shepherd, what he did was he leaned on this staff. He trusted in this staff. And that's what we need to see this morning because what he held in his hands is what he was trusting in. That was his possession. Look at, secondly, the problem that he had in his hand. Because God said, what is that? Verse number two, and he said, it's a rod. When he heard that question from God, no doubt he began to think, why is God asking me this? I mean, it's nothing more than a shepherd's staff, a stick that I use. And he must have remembered, look, now he's holding a stick in his hand. He's holding a shepherd's staff in his hand. Maybe he was thinking back to the days that he was taken into the finest palace in Egypt. And instead of a stick... Maybe at one time he was holding a royal scepter. See, at one time he had, he had everything that the world had to offer in his hands, but now 
what's he got? Just some old dead stick. Really not much. Definitely not a good trade. And he's thinking to himself, I mean, look, this is his problem. He's remembering that at one time he was trained to be a pharaoh and he once held the world in his hands and he knew that as he was out there that his life had changed. Now, God knew exactly what he was asking Moses. God knew what was in his hand. God wasn't looking for instructions for Moses. What God was looking for is how Moses saw what was in his hand. In other words, was there a significance to what he had in his hand. The thing that he had in his hand was the thing that he was holding on to. This rod in Moses' life, it represented all the problems that he had in his life. It represented one thing for sure, that he was a servant. He was tending someone else's sheep. They were not his sheep. The rod reminded him that he was poor. Again, all she had was the clothes on his back, And this rod, that's all he had. He was not only poor, but he had nothing. I mean, he was a man that was was destitute at this point outside of the position that he had. So look, here's his possession. He's holding it in his hand. What's his problem? His problem is, is that he's out there. He's tending to someone else's sheep. He's poor. He has nothing. But watch this. I see, thirdly, his potential. Because when I think about this, look what verse number three says. And God said, cast it to the ground. And he cast it to the ground. It became a serpent. Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand, take it by the tail. He put forth his hand, caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. Now look at verse 5. Look at the first four words. That they may what? Believe. Believe what? That they might believe God. That God can take something like even a stick and God can do something miraculous. God used a a series of miracles. You can study it, it yourself in the Bible. When God delivered his people out of Egypt's land those plagues that, that God was teaching Moses the truth, that God would go with him and that, that God would work through him. And to Moses, Moses looked at this rod and he saw it as a tool. He saw it as maybe a weapon to, 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 to run off a, 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 a wolf that was going to come after one of the sheep. He saw it as a necessary part of his life as a shepherd. When that stick was given to the Lord, you know what it became? It became a living thing. It became something that God could use. I mean, you studied out all the many times that Moses raised that staff and used that staff to strike something and and many times would, would use that to defend off those that would come after those sheep that God would use something very insignificant but the power of God that was evident as a result of that. See, God took this stick and he worked wonders with it. In verse number four, again, look at it. He says, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. What is he teaching Moses? He's teaching him, you can trust me. Look, just do what I ask you. Now listen, I'm going somewhere with this. God says, just do what I ask you to do. I know you don't understand it. I know you don't know how it works. But just do what I'm asking you to do. He was teaching him to trust him, that he would take care of him. And when Moses obeyed God, here's the best part. The serpent became a dead stick again. See, only God can do that. And I guarantee you that when Moses picked up that stick a second time, after it had become a serpent, I guarantee you Moses never looked at that stick the same way again. 
probably just kept thinking, is it going to turn again? Is it not going to turn again? I see here that had that stick remained in Moses' hand, it would have never held any power. But because he yielded it to the Lord, I find that he was freed from its power and he was free to use its power for the glory of God. And this morning, folks, listen, I want to ask you, do you believe, now listen, do you believe that the Bible is the word of God for Moses or is it still God's word for us today? Does God's word apply to us today, yes or no? Yes. Yes. So I want you to put on your thinking caps because this was what was in Moses' hand. I'm about to lose about half of you. Because this is what's in our hand. Say, that's not a staff, that's not a rod. You're right. But oftentimes, we tend to look at this exactly the way he looked at that. Let me me illustrate from the Word of God. Because look at, first of all, what is our possession in our hand? See, Moses depended on his rod, but we depend on our riches. The Bible says, he that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. Moses had nothing, and guess what? You and I have nothing either. Say, Pastor, you haven't looked at my bank account. You haven't looked on my driveway. You haven't looked at the house that I have keys to. Well, look, the Bible says, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Moses had everything. But he knew one thing, it belonged to his father-in-law. And if you've lived long enough, you and I realize that everything we have belongs to our father. The Bible says in James 1, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh from the, down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. You see, Moses in his life learned that he can lean on his rod. And what we do is we tend to lean on the riches of this world instead of leaning on God. And the Bible says, trust not in oppression and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. See, Moses had possession, but you and I do too. And just like Moses learned to trust in that rod, that staff, we tend to learn to trust in this. After all, does it not say, in God we trust? But I wonder how true that is for us. Are we trusting in God or are we trusting in our rod? Notice not only our possession in our hand, but secondly, our problem. See, just like Moses had a problem in his life, Moses trusted what he held in his hand. We do too. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6.10, For the love of money is the root of all evil. Now watch the verse. While some coveted after... They have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. See, Moses was held by what was holding on to him. And we oftentimes are held by that which is in our purse, our wallet, our bank account, our checking account. Look what it says in Proverbs 23. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings They fly away as an eagle towards heaven. Anybody else's money stay in your wallet? Mine doesn't. You know, I've never had money on me. 
Now, I'm not complaining. God's taking care of me. But money tends to fly away. Proverbs 22, 7, the rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Boy, that's a nice car. Yeah, it is. The bank owns it. It's an awesome house. Yep, the bank owns it. You see, folks, it's so important we understand where we are and what we hold in our hands. Look at this. Moses, thinking back to his life, remember his problem? Moses was poor. Moses uh, was very poor in his life, and so are we. Jesus said to the church in Ephesus, Because thou, art, uh, thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I mean, we act like, hey, look, I, I've got this, I've got this, I've got it all. Hey, look, folks, honestly, again, the bank's the one that owns it. Many times we think we have this, we have that, but just like Moses, we are poor. And look at this, Moses owned nothing in this world, and neither do we. Again, Job said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, look, folks, look. We, too, have possession, and we, too, have a problem with that possession, do we not? But I want you to see, just like in Moses' life, he's holding that staff, and he doesn't, even, he doesn't even realize what he's holding in his hand, the potential of what he has. And here's what I see many times, even among Christians, is we don't understand the potential of what we hold in our hands. Let me show you what the Bible has to say. Because I see that God was teaching Moses. He taught him many things, and God provided for Moses, and God will do the same for us. Look at 1 Timothy 6, verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches. But look, God says, trust in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on what? Eternal life. He says, look, don't trust. Don't trust in the things of this world. Trust in the living God. You see, Moses had to get to the place where he understood it wasn't about the rod. It was about the God of the rod. And I find that God was teaching him and God provided for him like he will for us. Notice I also see the potential how God worked through Moses. And God wants to work through your life. Look what it says in Deuteronomy 15, 7. If there be among you, <coughs> excuse me, a poor man of one of thy brethren, within any of thy gates in thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not, now look at it, thou shalt not harden thy heart, nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother. Folks, again, look at, do you see the potential? God's saying it's not about the money, it's about the potential. After all, all good things come down from above. It's all His. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's God's. And God says there is great potential. If God can do it with a rod, God can do it with our money. 
And I find here that God is working and God wants to work through us. Look, Moses had, had been given something by God to use. Look, this stick, Moses might have, they might have said, Moses, where'd you get that stick? Boy, that's a magic stick. I mean, I want to get one of those where if I throw it on the ground, it's going to become a snake. Where'd you get that from? And he'll say, I was over off that tree over there. Where'd that tree come from? Last time I checked, God created all things. This is just a part of God's creation. And when I look at what God did through Moses, I see that God has given something to us that he can use through us. Look what the Bible says in Acts 4. The Bible says there was a group of Christians in the first century, and it says, neither was there among them that lacked. It says, for as many as were possessors of houses or lands, sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold, and they laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had what? Need. See, God's given us something that has great potential, that can meet the needs of others. But oftentimes what we want to do is go, oh, look at the stick. Wouldn't you want one of these? You know, and we, we, don't, we, we don't realize the potential. We don't realize the potential of what God has placed into our hands. Look at another thing I see is that God worked wonders through this stick, this rod of Moses, and how God can work wonders. Look at Malachi 3.10. Uh, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. Now look at this. Here's the best part. Some of you have still not even got this principle, but I want you to see. This is from the lips of our God instead of from me. Look what he says. If I will not open you the windows of where? Heaven. You know what's in heaven? All the splendors. God says, I want to open those windows. And the Bible says here, pour you out of what? A blessing. Now look at the end of it. That, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Lord, I can't take it anymore. That's enough. I don't need any more. I'm so blessed. Folks, if you're here today and you're breathing, you're blessed. Now, if you're not breathing, we can help you. But I see that God did something very special in the life of Moses to help others, did he not? Look, this rod wasn't about Moses. It was about God helping his people. And God's given us the potential not to help us. I'm not interested in filling my barns. I'm not interested in amassing something for myself. I'm interested in God using me and the resources God's given to me to help other people. And that's what we need to see this morning. And I love this. When Moses obeyed God, remember, take it by the tail. Remember, that's what God asked him. And when Moses took it by the tail, guess what happened? He was blessed. When you and I obey God, you know what happens? God blesses us. Look at the Bible says, Deuteronomy 15, or excuse me, uh, Proverbs eleven twenty eight. He that trusteth in his riches shall fall. But look at this, the righteous shall flourish as a branch. There's a word right there, as a branch. See, I see that God showed Moses how mighty he was, how he could take this stick and he could turn it into a serpent, turn it back into the stick, and how God can take our resources, our finances, and he can take it and do something very powerful with it. Deuteronomy 15, for the poor shall never cease out of the land. Folks, there's always going to be 
people that have needs greater than our own. There's always going to be poor people. And God says, therefore, because of that, I command thee, thou shalt open thine hand wide unto thy brother, to thy, to thy poor, to thy needy in thy land. God wants to do something very powerful, but look here. It's in our hands. God wants to do something. There's great potential. Moses yielded what he had to the Lord, and we too need to yield our resources. Look what Jesus said in Matthew 19. If thou wilt be perfect or mature as a Christian, if you understand this, here's the admonition. Go and sell that thou hast and give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure where? In heaven and come and follow me now folks look here for Moses it was the rod for us this is what we have and God did something very miraculous with what was in his hands God said what's in thine hand what is that and this week as I was preparing and I was thinking about this passage God laid this thought on my heart what is that What's in your hand? Let's bow our heads this morning with our heads bowed. You see, everything that we hold in our hands, it's either a blessing or a burden. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 11.1, 1, Cast thy bread upon the waters, and thou shalt find it after many days. What a thought. God said to Moses, cast it on the ground. You know what God's telling us today? Cast what you have in your hand. Cast it down. Give it to others. Give it to God. And see what great and mighty things that God can do with it. But folks, listen, if we hold on to it too tight, we'll never see the power. We'll never see God use it. You know what it happens when we hold on to it too tight? It becomes a problem. And a lot of people struggle with that thing that we call money. But when we yield it to the Lord, guess what? God's able to release His power. And what we need to do is just realize today, it's all the Lord's. What is that God's saying to you today? What's in your hand? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this morning. I thank you for how you have chosen to use ordinary things, ordinary people like all of us, and God, we know that you can do great and mighty things. Lord, I think about that rod and what you did with a simple stick. And I think about each one of us that are nothing more than dust that you breathed into and we became a living soul. And then you entrusted us, you blessed us with many things. And yet we hold on to that which you have given to us. Lord, it's not ours, it's yours. And Lord, may we realize that we need to open our hand wide to those that have needs greater than our own. Bless this invitation, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. What would you